This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 343 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to look at the word commitment and what does it mean to be committed to weight loss and I lost some weight because I got sick. Why is that? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. And the good news is, I am down finally under 220 pounds. I am down to about 217. I was at one point down to 215. That was, I was ecstatic. The bad news is, uh, most of that was done because I was sick. And I'll talk about that a little later. But today, I want to talk about the word committed. Because I did something. I went to Washington, D.C. Was it last week? I guess it was last week. And um, the bad news is I'm in this step bet. Now, if you're a regular listener, you've heard me talk about this. This is where you put in money and basically uh, when people, you have to, it looks at your Fitbit or whatever tracker you're using and it gives you a goal. So I have to do 12,000 steps two days a week. Uh, I might as well say 10,000 steps four days a week and then one day I'm free to do whatever. And I've done that uh, three weeks now. And uh, this is over November 26th, I believe, is when this is over. So I've got another week of doing this. We started with 598, which is really weird because we started off with 600. And now it's saying we started with 598, but whatever. We're down to 450 people. So roughly 150 people have dropped out. And so I am committed to this. And when I went to Washington, D.C., I was like, oh, this is horrible because for two days... I was going to be sitting on my butt talking to people, except for when I was standing. And um, I was staying with somebody in a hotel. And I said, look, I'm in this step bet thing. And so sometime during the day, maybe in the morning or when we get home, home, back to the hotel, I'm going to probably either walk around the hall or if there's an exercise room at this Holiday Inn, I'll probably have to hit that because I'm committed to this for six weeks. Now, I felt a little weird saying that, but uh, I was like, 
you know, because I, I, I don't know. I thought he'd say, ah, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, no, no. I didn't expect him to be mad, but it was just weird to kind of say that. And you know what he said? Why don't we walk to the event? We're only a mile away. And it was like not really warm, but we did. We kind of froze and we walked there and we walked home. We said, you know, at night, if it's too cold, we'll, uh, we'll take an Uber. And, um, it was cold, but we walked home anyway, which was at time a little weird. There, any kind of major city, when you get downtown, there's some interesting people down there. But I was kind of proud of myself because I was committed to this. And uh, we'll get to, to what does it mean here. If you look at uh, the dictionary, good old Merriam-Webster, they say it's an agreement or pledge to do something in the future. A commitment to improve conditions at the prison, uh, especially an engagement to assume a financial obligation at a future date. So I, you know, I'm committed to paying a car payment, something like that. Uh, Something pledged the commitment of troops to the war. That would be an example of that. The state or an instance of being obligated or, and here's the key word for me, emotionally impelled a commitment to a cause. And this is where I always say you have to know your why. And for me, I'm just getting old. I'm going to turn 53 next year. And I don't want to have a dad bod. And I don't want to be one of those. I just, I see some old people that are in okay shape. And they're not popping a zillion pills. They're not spending half their social security on medicine. I'm just like, that seems to be a good route to go. I've got young great nieces and nephews that I want to be at their wedding. Well, that's going to be in another 30 years, maybe. That means I'm going to be 80. So I got to take care of myself. And so I don't want to get into, uh, so here's, for me, this is what I, how I kind of define commitment here. It means acknowledging the importance of something. And scheduling your life around it. That's when you're committed to something. And I don't want to make this a discussion about religion, but it's just, this was an easy one for me. Back when I was growing up in the early 70s, there weren't many stores open on a Sunday. There weren't. Uh, Most people were committed to going to church. Many business, if they opened at all, opened later, like they'd open at noon. And they often closed early. But the reason they opened up later so people, again, could go to church in the morning. And back then, at least, it was important. And we scheduled our Sundays around going to church. Like back then, you wouldn't say, oh, you know, little Johnny's soccer practices on Sunday at 10 in the morning. People are like, you can't do that. We got to go to church. Johnny's going to church. It was just a commitment. And people scheduled their life around it. Now, some people say they're committed to, you know, walking a mile a day. I'm going to walk a mile a day. And so they wake up, they put on their shoes, they open up the door and they go walking. It's a beautiful day. Then the one day they get up, they put on their shoes, they open up the door and it's raining. Well, one person opens up the door and goes, oh, that's too bad. I was really in the mood to walk today. Another person opens up the door. They see the rain, they put on a raincoat, and they grab an umbrella. One person 
knows how important walking is and they schedule their life around it and they make arrangement to keep it at the top of their priority list. One of the things I did this week, I have a, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, a bicycle, but it's not a bicycle. It's an exercise bike. There we go. And I haven't been able to see it for months because it's been buried under, you know, laundry and all sorts of stuff. It's really easy to just put stuff on that laptop cases and all sorts of stuff. Well, as I record this today on November 19th, 2017, we actually had snow here in Ohio. And I know that exercise is not the, the days of me walking around the neighborhood and I have a treadmill here too, that I do use that on a daily basis, but I get a I get more sweat going when I'm riding that exercise bike. Well, it's time to clear it off because I see what's coming. Bad weather, which is going to be a deterrent to going to the gym. Now, if I'm really committed, you know, I'll scrape off the ice off the car and get in the car. My my gym, if you're a regular listener to the show, it's literally like six minutes from my house when I drive. It's really not that big a deal. And, uh, but I know there are times when you're like, I do not want to go outside. I hate the cold. I don't understand how I was ever a paper boy because the way my body is right now, I'm like a shivering fool when I go outside and I know this. So I'm planning accordingly. I'm like, all right, let's get some exercise things going on in my house here. So I can still meet my goals. Now, it, the, typically, you know, we hear the word commitment, and a lot of times the first thing you think of is a relationship. You know, when you're in a committed relationship, well, you don't go looking for another one. And you may want another one. You see somebody and you're like, oofah, holy cow, Scarlett Johansson, are you kidding me? And uh, you may want to, you know, hmm. But you don't. You don't act on that impulse. Well, with weight loss, you are committing to a lifestyle and you don't go looking for another one. You might be tempted, but you don't act on those temptations. You are committed to eating different foods. And when you see the other ones, you do your best not to fall into a temptation. Because in the same way that cheating can devastate a committed relationship. Uh, and I can speak about that one on, on firsthand basis. My first wife cheated on me. Uh, she was an alcoholic. Our first marriage was a mess, uh, which is a bummer because she's a good person. I'm really happy because she's now sober um, and we're still friends. But it's hard to overcome cheating. People do it. And, and, and I'm amazed because at the time I was like devastated. But cheating on a diet can devastate incredibly fast any progress that you've made. And let's do a little weight loss math, shall we? Five minus two equals zero. And you're like, what? No, Dave, five minus two is three. Nope, not in weight loss. You're like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Let's say you're committed five days a week, Monday through Friday. Man, you are, you know, I got my chicken and my broccoli. I am rocking the protein and a veggie. I'm drinking my water. I'm getting plenty of sleep. And maybe you've been doing this for a few weeks and you're down, say, four pounds. And you're like, yeah, I'm crushing it. 
Then the weekend comes. And you know, you're busy. And hey, it is the holidays now. That's what I always hate to hear. Holidays. It's the holiday season. No, the holidays are two days. Thanksgiving, we'll talk about that in a second. And Christmas. And depending on your um, ethnicity, there may be other days. But for me, for me, it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're two days. But we're going to start off with the exchanging of cookies, right? Just like just like in the summer, this exchangement of uh, tomatoes. You know, we're, we're, we're approaching cookie season. And, uh, you know, the weekend's coming and you're busy and you start eating fast food. You start grabbing those cookies. You start eating those desserts. You are cheating on your diet. Well, you can be good for five days. And on the weekend, those two days, you can wipe out all the progress you had, leaving it at zero. I've done that. Have you done that? I've done that. You're like Monday through Friday. And you're like, man, I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm I'm down two pounds in, in five days. And usually that's because you've been really consistent and all of a sudden it just catches up to you. And so you think, well, I've earned it. I'll go ahead and have some pizza with extra cheese and Oh, it won't hurt to have one ice cream cone. And okay, well, my friend wanted to go to the movie, so I had to get popcorn. And the next thing you know, you step on the scale on Monday. Guess what? Five minus two is zero. You lost all of your um, accomplishments. They're done. So keep that in mind. Five minus two is zero. As we get to the week, because as we get to the weekends now in the holiday season, it's the holiday season. It's really easy to make those two days. You just wipe out anything you've done. You can wipe out a month's worth of work. And I got kind of a a boost. And it's really, I'm about mm, 80% over it. And that is I got sick. I don't know why I got sick. I don't know where I got sick. It might have been in the gym. They always say gyms are kind of a haven for for that, but I always, you know, I parel my hands to death. And uh, but I lost weight. And so the question is, why is that? Why is it when you get sick do you lose weight? And for the record, if you're sitting there thinking maybe I should go around and find somebody sick and just lick their face. Excuse me, would you mind if I just lick your face for a second? I need to get sick. And <coughs> that would be bad. <coughs> he said. My apologies. Uh, you don't want to get sick to lose weight because it doesn't work. The real reason for losing all this weight, typically, when you're sick, is dehydration. For me, I know I am sleeping a ton. And when you're sleeping, you're not drinking water. And uh, this one website, uh, let me pull this up here where I got this from. Uh, bodybuilding.com says, I know for a fact that being sick also requires an increased need for water. When people fall ill, they do not drink enough. Water is a vehicle for every chemical action that occurs in the body. We've talked per nauseum about how important water is. It's important for healing and staying hydrated. Uh, water is lost through excessive sweating when you're ill. So for me, I didn't have a flu or anything like that. I just, it was weird. So your body temperature runs high during a time of illness, thus increasing your water loss. So you need to drink an abundant amount of fluid during your illness, and you will see a little to no weight loss. 
and says, I think that if one could make themselves eat more and drink enough during an illness, they would actually be able to gain a little weight. Remember, this is a bodybuilding website. So, uh, another website, and this one is uh, bellybootcamp.ca, said when you're sick, it's normal to lose a bit of a weight as you generally, again, consume fewer calories and less fluid again than you normally uh, consume to maintain your weight. Now, for me, when I was in D.C., I was kind of at the height of my sickness. It was basically bronchitis. I went to the uh, doctor, and my typical sickness routine is tonsillitis uh, or sore throat, tonsillitis, bronchitis, and then I get some sort of you know, antibiotic, and it eventually goes away. I've had this now going on three weeks. It's really getting old. And, um, but in DC, literally I would wake up and I wasn't hungry at all. And I ate like a fruit cup for breakfast. Lunch was some sort of sandwich thing that they brought in some sort of chicken thing that I would eat. And then dinner again, not hungry at all. And I think I had, uh, I have the one night chicken, but it was just the fact that I, I, I wasn't snacking. I was drinking water, but I would love to know what my calories were for those two days because I just wasn't eating. And it was weird because my the guy I'm I'm sharing this hotel with is like, you want to go get something? And I'm like, we can. He's like, you hungry? And I'm like, I'm not, but that's not normal. I said, I just, I'm eating because I know my body needs nourishment. And I know my body is fighting this infection, <clears throat> so it needs strength. He says, if you're ill for more than a few days, this can be a marked weight loss. You know, sick for a week, it might be as much as four to five pounds, which is me. I mean, I lost five pounds. Sick longer, and you should really be speaking with your doctor, which I did, uh, not your personal trainer. But it says, before we go any further, you should know that approximately half of the weight that you lose when you're sick is fluid weight. So you can expect to gain back about half of what you've lost within a day or two of recovering. Being sick is not a, a way to lose weight. That's just dumb. And so that is the case. Uh, I Like I say, I lost five, and today I stepped on the scale. I was up to 217. I'm like, well, the, apparently the cold thing's not working anymore. And I knew that. We've all seen that. We've done that. And so uh, you have to kind of watch, I think, in a way, because you don't want to um, you don't want to bounce back too good and just start binging on everything. Which leads us to Thanksgiving, as we uh, kind of wrap this up here. Thanksgiving is uh, next Thursday in the U.S. And, uh, of course, in true American fashion, uh, when we have any kind of holiday, it is celebrated uh, by eating a bunch of food. And I mean a ton of food. I remember once I had a friend um, from another company from England came over to the U.S., and we took him to a TGI Fridays. And they just brought out his, you know, burger and fries and all this other stuff. And he just looked at us and goes, how do you eat this much food? And it's almost a, a weird pride thing where it's like, oh, I had uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, sour potatoes, everywhere potato, tater. Some green beans, corn, cornbread, 
banana bread, et cetera, et cetera. And I ate until I had to unbutton my pants. Wow. Then I had dessert. We had apple pie, pumpkin pie. It was just, you know, it's crazy. So how do you get around that? Well, number one, maybe you should bring a healthy dish this year instead of the whipped cream, ice cream, uh, fudge, brownie, chocolate chip dip, whatever that we all put together. Maybe you should bring a veggie tray, even if you're the only one eating it. But one thing that I I actually do, because I'm going, and we've talked about this in the past, going to my brother's house, which is not not a safe zone for me. Lots of cookies at that place. They have grandkids, which isn't an excuse, by the way, because we're going to end up with overweight grandkids probably. But uh, lots of cookies, lots of chips, things like that. So I'm going to eat something here healthy. And then I will be somewhat full when I go to the big dinner. And I'm just going to get used to the word, nope, no, I'm good. Thanks. Nope, I don't need that. Nope, no, I don't. No, no, that's, you know, I'm actually kind of full. And something else you can do if you're in that situation, because you don't want to like make Aunt Martha mad because you turned down her whatever. Uh, Say yes, but take like half a serving. So instead of two spoonfuls of whatever, make it one. And then watch it on the butter, watch it on the salad dressing, watch it on the dips, things like that. And then realize that you're going to do the best you can. And in some cases, you're going to end up with the scale going up. It happens every year. You're going to try something different this year, but it still might go up. And that's not the end of the, it's not the end. It's not like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to eat cookies. You know what? I'll start in January. That's a really bad attitude because I've heard people do that. You know what? Screw it. Screw it. This is like when you have a flat tire and you get out and you just puncture the other three. Screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and worry about it next January. That's a bad, this is where you got to realize how hard you work to lose a pound, to lose two pounds. And you're like, ah, those times when you look at the scale and you're like, ah, and you finally got it to move. And now you're just going to go screw it. That's a really bad attitude. So make sure your give a damn doesn't get busted. And you'll be happy. You know, again, think about it as cheating except you're cheating on yourself. You know, this isn't a case where you're hurting your spouse. You're hurting you. And in the same way that you don't want, if we go back to the analogy of a spouse, you would be devastated if your spouse cheated on you. Well, you should be devastated that you're cheating on you. Right? Think about it that way, maybe. And then... Think about how strong you are on the other side. When you don't cheat, think about it when you, you know, because everybody else, there's the old saying by uh, Dave Ramsey, if you live like nobody else, someday 
you will live like nobody else because you'll be doing things differently. And so you will be above average because you'll be doing things that not the average person does. But this is, this is the war zone time of year. It really is. And every commercial you're going to watch now right now, of course you, you see all the medical Every time I turn on the TV, it's some sort of droxyhydrepoxyl sin. And it, my favorite was when it's like, I don't know, let, uh, let's say it's, um, you know, oxy-sin-mas. And the one actually said, don't take oxy-sin-mas if you're allergic to oxy-sin-mas. And I just felt like going, do we really need to say that? Does somebody go, oh, I forgot I was allergic to it. I shouldn't have taken that. But we're going to start seeing the medical commercials are going to get pushed aside because apparently we don't get sick around Christmas. And you're going to see a lot of things for restaurants because people are going to be busy. And they're going to be out shopping and they're going to go come to the Olive Garden, come to Outback Steak Back, Steak House, whatever. You know, have your have your holiday party at uh, insert, you know. Applebee's or whatever. We're going to see a lot of that. We're going to get bombarded with food. Commercials. We're going to get bombarded with people bringing cookies to work and the Christmas party and the alcohol. There's a whole nother thing. So kind of like think of this like a general talking to the troops. We're going to war kids. And it's going to get uglier before it gets better. But if we stay focused and if we stay committed, we can come out of this alive. We can come out of this proud. We can come out of this strong. But you have to get committed. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm committed to treating my body right, to feeding my body right. And I know everybody else is going to be doing this thing. That doesn't make it right. I'm committed to making myself better. And we'll be okay. So commitment. Make one to yourself this week. And do your best to stay committed to yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to help support the show, go to LogicalLosers.com. I want to thank all the logical losers who've been helping me. You can go over there for like a buck and you get access to a private Facebook group. And occasionally I throw other things over there and uh, you get a little behind the scenes look at things. It's just a way to pay for the hosting and the things of that nature. If you're going to be doing any kind of shopping, can you do me a huge favor? It's really not that hard. Before you go to Amazon, if that's where you're going, Go to LogicalLoss.com, click on the Amazon banner. Doesn't cost you a dime more, and I get a small finder's fee. And again, that helps cover the, the email list, the media hosting, the web hosting, all the bells and whistles that it takes to keep this thing going. And uh, I really appreciate you doing that. Keep the show going. Thank you so much. And uh, being that it is Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for you. Thanks for everybody who's listening. And I deeply appreciate it. Hang in there. We're going to be strong. And uh, 
choose the right stuff. You can do it. Take it one choice, one meal, one bite at a time. We'll see you real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have